following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports today on the program. This Tuesday, we'll be joined by Chris Lee of Southeastern 14, talk a little SEC baseball. The Tennessee Vols, maybe even Mike Concho, you never know. Uh, Tampa Bay Bandits' Bruno Reagan talks USFL opening weekend. That's coming up. Also, Chip Walters in studio. That's right. Chip will be here with us in studio in the Dimple of the Universe, plus the Braves. The Daily reports from the two biggest fans this side of the Duck River. And it is Top 5 Tuesday, most iconic numbers in sports. All that straight ahead on this Tuesday edition, April 12th of Main Street Sports Today. Now to the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, here's Chris Yow. Welcome in to a Top 5 Tuesday edition of... Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined as always by the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Since we don't have halftime today, can 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 our top story be set? Because we're not because we're going to have Bruno Reagan probably through halftime. So can can, can my top story today be what I was going to use for halftime? Can, can we just do that? I just you know just want to sure. throw this out there. I mean, we've got a top story, but but go ahead. 22 years. I'm sorry, 30, 30 years, almost to the month that it was released. Tish Cyrus is breaking Billy Ray's achy breaky heart. Isn't that sad? 30 years to the nearly the month. She planned this, right? <laughs> 30th anniversary of your biggest or second biggest hit, I guess, technically. <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna break your achy break your heart. That's so sad, man. <laughs> anyway. Feel bad for old old Billy Ray. Uh no. Yeah, he's Billy Ray's doing just fine. <laughs> there ain't no doubt there. Billy Ray's doing just fine. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's uh let, let's do our quick a quick top story because um Obviously, we want to recognize when we can the the AD from our friends up at Vanderbilt University, Candace Story Lee, getting a little uh, Hall of Fame honors herself, Mo. Yeah, getting a little love in our hometown. Yeah, Candace Story Lee um, inducted into the Huntsville slash Madison County Athletic Sports Hall of Fame. Um <laughs> During a ceremony last night down in Huntsville, um, pretty big honor for her and much deserved. Um, played her high school ball at Bob Jones, where she averaged for her career a double-double. 19 points, 19 boards. Um, Alabama's Gatorade Player of the Year, her senior year in 1997. Obviously went on to play basketball at Vanderbilt. Um, part of Five NCAA tournament teams over six seasons because she had a couple of knee injuries and the NCAA gave her a rare six year of eligibility. So, um, and and she liked Vanderbilt so much she just stuck around. Hey, so, good for her. Was she yeah. on that Final Four team, Mo? No, that was a little Heidi. bit before her. No, that Final Four team was in '93. She would have been a eighth grader. So, no, she was not on that team, but she was on some pretty good teams. Back in the 90s when, when Vanderbilt women's basketball was good. That's right. Yeah, Jim Foster at the helm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, congratulations to Candace. Um, got to hang out with her for a little bit over at MTSU at the um, WNIT, what was that, quarterfinal game, I guess mm-hmm. it was? It was. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Huh? Yeah. Actually, um, I think it was the Sweet 16 because they did an, they had an extra. I think you're right. I think you're right. One extra than the men. Yeah, because Toledo was the quarters. Seton Hall was the semis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sweet 16. My bad. Anyway, again, congratulations to her. 
And so with no further ado, I guess we'll kick it back to JP. I uh, oh yeah, sure. Oh. We can certainly oh. do that. Let's uh, uh give You got a, something else you want to do? No, I was just going to say that <laughs> the year after she left, Bob Jones holds the record for most points given up in a game. Oh, 143 in a girls' basketball game. They lost to Butler. Oh, my goodness. That was the year after she left. So. Yeah, Candace, I ain't had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But it just goes to show how important she was to that program. Clearly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's send it back to JP for today's rundown. This is the rundown. Let's do it. This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow Live Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IFP member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor, IFP and Grow Live Give are not affiliated. All right, here we go. In high school baseball from yesterday, it was Collinwood shutting out Hampshire 3 to nothing. Columbia Academy 12-6 winners over Gordonsville. Page uh, over Tullahoma 7-6, Lawrence County down Spring Hill 8-7, Summertown 11-3 winners over Giles County. High school softball, Columbia Academy blanking BGA 16-0, Wayne County shutting out Loretto 3-0. High school uh, boys soccer on the pitch yesterday, Brentwood 2-0 over Page, Laverne 6-0 over Lebanon, uh, Valor Collegiate 2-1 over Spring Hill, and Zion Christian 7-1 over Kolioka. Uh, National League Baseball, it was the Braves falling to the Nationals 11-2 last night. As we flip to today's schedule in high school sports, baseball, Columbia Academy at Independence. These are 4 p.m. Columbia Columbia at Independence uh, at 4 p.m. These are 4 p.m. starts. Uh, Check your local listings as always. Westmoreland at Smith County. It is Murfreesboro Central Magnet at Glencliff. At 4.30, NBA Brentwood Academy, also Hume Fogg at Maplewood. Pearl Cone welcomes East Nashville. It is Clarksville Academy at Davidson Academy. Father Ryan at Innsworth, Nashville Christian at 5, hosting Good Pasture at 5.30. Uh, trio games, Mount Juliet Christian at Ezel Harding, Collinwood at Hampshire, and Richland at Wayne County. At 6, these games will throw out their first pitch. Green Hill at Wilson Central, Watertown hosting Cannon County. Riverdale at Siegel. Hunters Lane at Gallatin, Santa Fe at Kolioka, Friendship Christian at DCA. Uh, that is a 6.30 start. Also at 6.30 includes Fairview at Harpeth, Stewart's Creek at Smyrna, Dixon County hosting Clarksville. It is uh, Franklin Road Academy at BGA, MTCS hosting Grace Christian, Page at Tullahoma. Oakland at Blackman and Lewis County at Mount Pleasant, 6 o'clock starts. John Overton at Brentwood, 6.30. Also at 6.30, Loretto at Wilson from Alabama. Uh, It is MLK hosting Hillwood. Rossview travels to McCracken County in Kentucky. Lipscomb Academy at Pope John Paul II. Also 6.30 tonight, Nolensville hosting Ravenwood, Columbia at Independence. West Creek (laughs) at Kenwood. Cane Ridge at Laverne, Lawrence County hosting Spring Hill, Summertown at Giles County, Columbia Academy at CPA. At 7 tonight, White House will be at Greenbrier, Springfield welcomes Clarksville Northwest, McCavick at Station Camp, Beach hosts Hendersonville, White House Heritage at Cheatham County, Cookville hosting Lebanon, Centennial at Hillsborough, Eagleville at Rockville. Check local listings for those start times. Uh, in softball this afternoon, 4.30 first pitch includes several games, St. Cecilia Academy at Brentwood Academy. Friendship Christian at Clarksville Academy. Father Ryan at Innsworth Good Pasture hosts Nashville Christian. And Webb School hosts Mount Julie Christian. Lisker Academy will be at Harpeth Hall. At 5 this afternoon, Franklin Road Academy is at Columbia Academy. Kolioka hosts Richland. Portland at Greenbrier. White House Heritage at Fairview. MTCS hosts Murfreesboro Central. Loretta will be at Lewis County. Ravenwood hosting Columbia. Mount Pleasant at Summertown. 5.30 first pitch includes Ezel Harding at DCA. Stewart's Creek at Cane Ridge. Joe Burns welcomes Kenwood. Springfield travels to Rossview. Clarksville will be hosting uh, in town Clarksville Northeast. Laverne at Antioch. Corners, uh, these are six, by the way. Laverne at Antioch. Cornersville hosting Kolioka. Hunters Lane and Station Camp Gallatin welcomes Hendersonville. At 6.30, it'll be Lebanon at Blackman. Green Hill at Wilson Central. Lawrence County at Mars Hill Bible, that's out of Alabama. Uh, also at 6.30, Siegel at Oakland and Rockvale at Riverdale. At 7 tonight, Marshall County at Page, Wayne County at Santa Fe. And in boys soccer on the pitch this afternoon, 4.30 first touch will be Knoxville 
uh, at uh, Grace Christian Knoxville at Providence Christian. 5 p.m. will be Nashville Christian at Davidson Academy. At 5, also Columbia Academy at Franklin Road Academy. Watertown hosting York Institute at 5.30. Also at 5.30 is Smyrna and Murfreesboro Central Magnet. At 6, Wilson Central at Gallatin. Lawrence County hosts Giles County. CPA at Lipscomb Academy. Blackman at Rockvale. Clarksville host uh, Northeast hosting West Creek. It'll be uh, at 6.30, uh, MLK at Glencliff, Hume Falk hosting Green Hill. At 7 tonight, Henry County at Dixon County, Laverne and Mount Juliet. Oakland hosting Riverdale, Clarksville at Springfield, Siegel at Stewart's Creek, Columbia at Summit. Also Westmoreland hosting Merrill Hyde, Fairview at White House Heritage. And playing today, no time scheduled, uh, Greenbrier at Macon County. Just whenever they get there. Sure. Uh, oftentimes that's how it happens. <laughs> Check your localist. Check your uh, local front office. Yeah, there you go. Uh, of the schools. All right. Uh, elsewhere in uh, Division One college baseball, it is uh, Tennessee Tech at Tennessee five thirty uh, this evening. Vanderbilt hosting Western Kentucky at the Hawk. Lipscomb will be at MTSU tonight at six and at three today. Belmont is down in Tuscaloosa to take on the Tide of Alabama. Uh, Division Two Trevecca is at Lee at five o'clock. Um, in uh, the MLB Nationals and the Braves, game two, 620. Bruce Elder on the mound. Uh, Bryce. Is Bruce. Bryce, thank you. Bruce. Bruce. Call him Bruce. A Bruce hey, Bruce, played, former Vanderbilt yeah, basketball. That's, that's why yeah. I was stuck in my head. It grained. Uh, war number five, by the way. 620 on Valley Sports Southeast, game two. The Preds host the Shark tonight at seven. Also, Valley Sports South. And that is your Tuesday rundown. Again, brought to you by Jim Davis, Grow, Live, Give.com. Albers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> based on the last couple of days, I'm not sure it could be any worse. So, there's Bruce that. Bryce. <laughs> I'd just assume throw Bruce. Leon, Lion. Well, I'd just assume throw Bruce at this point. Cause, Why not? <laughs> I mean,. Anyway, we'll talk about the Braves later. We got Chris Lee coming up to talk about <laughs> some SEC baseball with Southeastern 14. So y'all stick around here on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bottom Joint returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thanks for sticking around through those uh, messages from our fine sponsors. We appreciate you. The two of you that did stick around, <laughs> the other three left us. It's okay. Um, Mo, before we get into our guest here, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was very interesting as I'm scrolling through Twitter during our break, as we are wont to do. Um, it appears that Tennessee Tech and Tennessee will not only be playing tonight, uh, obviously, but they will be playing at the home of the Knoxville Smokies. And Correct. they will be using wood bats. So that should be that, that should make for an interesting dynamic because obviously Tennessee, known for its power, playing in a what's likely to be a much larger stadium and using bats that don't pop as much. I, I'm very curious to see how this goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a number of people will be curious to see how this goes. Um, you know, again, um, Tennessee's power is, you know, it, it speaks for itself, and a number of people have, you know, wanted to attribute it to a smaller facility, never mind the home runs that they've hit on the road. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the ball flies at Smoky Stadium over there in um, Sevier County with them swinging wood. So I, I think a lot of people will be paying, you know, for a um, midweek game, I think there will be some attention paid to this ball game for that reason. So, Chris, because you brought it up yesterday about Tennessee fans and perhaps them, you know, when that next loss comes, if it does, we assume it probably will. Baseball says that 87 and one, baby. What if it happens here using wood bats? Well, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking is, are they trying to lose? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it out of the way. Like, with an asterisk. Get it out of the way with an asterisk. I mean, I guess. I mean, again, I think I think there is something to be said for you know, not going into the postseason with one loss. but And they're just putting up video game numbers right now. So maybe they're just trying to challenge themselves a little bit. Yeah, I, Look, if you called me and I'm at Tennessee Tech and you say, hey, guys, we're, we're thinking about, you know, using wood bats this weekend. Oh, and we're going to play at, uh, at the minor league stadium instead. What y'all think about that? Heck yes. Oh. <laughs> Come on. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's what I would. I would have been absolutely all over that. Well, I mean, Tennessee Tech might say, "Fine, y'all use wood bats all you want to." We're <laughs> we're playing by NCAA rules. I, uh, I wonder if that's that can't be a problem. I mean, I don't. I can't imagine that they would have an issue with using. No, no, wood bats. no, no. I mean, if you want to dampen down your offense, by all means, feel free. But yeah, I, I would imagine they will both be using wood bats tonight. And and like I said, I, I think it will be interesting to see how it goes. No question. We've got uh, Chris Lee coming up here in just a few minutes. And, and I don't, you know, one of the questions that we are bound to ask is, you know, what's going on with Vanderbilt baseball? And, you know, they've struggled. They've, they've lost, what, seven of their last eight, Mo? Seven of their last eight in Southeastern Conference play. I think they beat Austin P. During the midweek last week. But, yeah, uh, they lost their last two over at South Carolina. They got swept at home by Tennessee. And then they won Saturday at Auburn but lost Friday and Sunday. So, yeah, it's an interesting stretch for the Commodores right now. Yeah, and Tennessee getting – ready for that Alabama team that has snuck into the top 25, by the way. Well, it's funny. You go to Ole Miss and sweep there, and good things tend to happen. Ask UT. <laughs> ask, ask the Vols. That's correct. So, um, yeah, that, that's, what, um, that's what Alabama did this past weekend. They went over to Oxford and took three of three and got a little bump in the rankings. So, 
Well, you know, and and if you if you subscribe to D one baseball and and they are kind of the really the Bible as it pertains to rankings, especially, you know, Tennessee has won what twenty two straight, I think something like that. Miami has won double digits. I think they've won thirteen in a row, and seeing Miami being good at baseball again. Does you good for the soul? I, I I love when Miami's good at baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this in college football in particular. There's just certain programs that it just feels right when they are playing well. And I think, like you said, for baseball, I think Miami is probably one of those. I mean, they are just um, – there was a time where it almost felt like you could not hold a college World Series if Miami wasn't in Omaha. And so, you know, maybe they're working their way back toward that prominence. I mean, the ACC is, um, I wouldn't say it's on par with the SEC, but it is a very. Three teams dropped out of the top 25 from the ACC this week, actually. FSU, NC State, and North Carolina, all three dropped out. So who's in it, Miami and who else? Uh, From the ACC, Virginia Tech. North Carolina State. uh, No, they just dropped out. Oh, my bad. Um, And Louisville, Virginia, and I guess is Notre Dame in the ACC? Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I don't know, I guess. What week is it? (laughs) Anyway, let's go. Let's talk to Chris Lee because he (laughs) – He's got way more important things to talk about than what conference Notre Dame is in. Or if they're in a conference. Or or not in, I guess. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 joins us now. Chris, what's going on? Hey, I'm I'm laughing at your conversation. There's so much proof there. (laughs) What conference is Notre Dame in for baseball, Chris? If anybody knows, I know it's you. (laughs) It would would be the ACC. So do they actually play? Mm -hmm. Conference baseball, or do they get an automatic to the NCAA's? Well, they, they play conference baseball. They they must earn it. Mm. Yeah, Atlantic Division. Okay, all right. Mm. Don't anyway. get me started. <laughs> Didn't we address this last yeah, week? We've addressed with it. Teams we most hate. Yes. Okay. We've addressed it. All right. All it's right. been addressed. All right. Cool. Chris. Uh, <laughs> You know, we wanted to talk to you because obviously, what what are your thoughts on tonight's Tennessee Tennessee Tech game? Using wood bats, playing at the Smoky Stadium, is Tennessee trying to lose? I I didn't know about the the wooden bat thing of today. I think that's really cool. I wish you'd see more teams do that from time to time. Uh, I, I think that's a fun idea. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen it, and I've covered college baseball close to twenty years. I don't remember. Don't remember this happening before, but I think it's fun. I don't think it's just fun. I think it's safe. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, look, you I don't know if you saw what I wrote last week, but safety is the topic that if it's not being talked about enough, it needs to be talked about more. The floor is the, the, the floor is yours, sir. With me at, <laughs> well I remember when our years overlapped on the Vanderbilt beat. Were you around for 09? Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember that year, don't you? Um, I'm hearing a lot of the same stuff that I heard then. Mm, that that there is some some tampering going on. And and I wrote about it last week. I spent five days doing an article. Um, I got quotes from the NCAA, the SEC, and and some different um, venues. But I'll just say go to southeastern14.com. It's our lead article, and I think this is a thing that I think people are starting to figure out a little bit, not to the extent that they should be, but I think we're at a very interesting time with equipment, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. If you want to hear more about Chris's thoughts on that, visit southeastern14.com, as I am trying to do right now. Uh, Chris, what we wanted to ask you about coming off of the past weekend, we mentioned Vanderbilt has now lost – seven of their last eight Southeastern Conference games. Tennessee, obviously, is being Tennessee. And as a Vanderbilt fan, and, and I'm, not to discount your journalistic expertise, but, but I know where your allegiances lie, um, which is tougher for the average Vanderbilt fan to take right now, that Vanderbilt is really struggling or that Tennessee is really good? 
you know, I, I think to me, listening to the fans, it's hard. It's hard to separate the two right now because. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, well, let's 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 be honest. They just overlapped two weekends ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt is winning, and say Vanderbilt's you know top five in the country, Tennessee becomes less of an issue. But it's harder to separate Tennessee because Tennessee's a threat to to Vanderbilt right now. I mean, Tennessee beat Vanderbilt with a couple of kids from its own backyard. Um, I, I don't think the question is as simple as you framed it. But certainly, I, I think I've always thought there's room in the state for two great baseball programs. I, looking at it through a Vanderbilt lens, I think that, yeah, I don't think Vanderbilt fans would, would care for this either way. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it takes on a different degree with the fact they just dropped out of the top 25 this week, if that makes sense. Makes perfectly good sense. And, yeah, I, I'd agree with you, Chris. I think that there is – room in this state for both Tennessee and Vanderbilt to be successful on the diamond. Um, you mentioned that Tennessee is is having the success that it's having with a couple of kids out of Vanderbilt's backyard, so to speak. I think Tennessee's backyard is a little bit bigger, or they certainly feel like it is, and so um, there's that. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it probably – is a little bit more nuanced of a question than I framed it as, but but bottom line, Tennessee sitting at number one and Vanderbilt nowhere to be found in this week's top twenty-five is a dynamic that certainly no Vanderbilt fan would have expected coming into the year. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, you know, Tennessee has probably played the disrespect card, and I, I don't blame it for that. Um, I'd probably do that too. But the fact is, you just don't see this, right? I mean, e- even elite programs have a hard time performing at, at this level. And, and, and I, by the way, I'd, I'd probably put Tennessee in that elite category now. If they're not there, they're getting there. But but you know what I mean? Tennessee's mm-hmm. not had this kind of track record that a Vanderbilt or an LSU or Florida's had. And even for those programs, like when you come off, like I'll, I'll look at Vanderbilt 2014, that team won a national title. That team won five of its 10 weekend series. Um, it replaced most of its lineup. The answers came together at the end. You just don't see a team like this where it lost its three best infielders, it lost its, its three starters, and, and the one it didn't lose was Blade Tidwell, who nobody thought was going to pitch this year back in February. Now he's throwing some some weekday and, and middle relief duties on the weekend and, and getting back, which makes him scarier. But you don't do no, – nobody does what Tennessee's doing. It is, it is incredibly hard to perform at that level, much less replacing the players Tennessee replaced. I think everything pointed to – if you know the way the league usually works, you can kind of guess that to say, well, they were this last year, they lost that, they gained that. You know, you can usually peg them in a range where you're pretty sure that it's going to fit at the end of the year. What they have done is mind-blowing, uh, and I've never seen a team doing what they're doing right now. As Chris and I mentioned, Tennessee hosting Alabama in a three-game series this weekend. Um, number 24, Alabama, by the way. Meanwhile, um Vanderbilt hosting 23rd-ranked Florida this weekend. The, the Commodores, again, unranked. Um, so, first of all, how does Vanderbilt go about riding its ship at this point? That, that's funny. I just did an hour-long podcast where we had this topic, and, and the simple answer is it's not easy. Um I have seen some of Tim's teams do this before where you get to the midseason point. You, you just don't know where the, this team is going. You're not even sure if it's, it's, you know, good or great. You don't know what it is. And then in the season, he's pushed all the buttons. Um, and, you know, they've won a national title or something like that. We've seen that happen before. I, I, I don't know. Um, and the thing is that makes it so tough is I don't understand their offense right now, Mo. I, I don't get – you know, you, you watch them three weeks ago. They're coming off 
They're they're on an 18 game winning streak, and and number 18 was 10 nothing over South Carolina in its building on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think a pretty good South Carolina coming, team. Well, an, an okay team. It's it's an up and down South Carolina mm-hmm. team. They're they're I think 14 and 15, but they also took took a series from Texas. So you just you never know with those guys, and that did not feel like the next step to this. Losses in SEC play, and, and the, the really weird thing is the one win in the middle of that was nineteen to four, which makes it a little bit harder to figure. The thing that I look at is I, I don't know. They pushed a lot of buttons with that lineup. Most of them aren't working right now. I still think really talented team. I mean, you know, Spencer Jones, Dom Keegan. Enrique Bradfield Jr., all potential major leaguers one day. Carter Young, potential major leaguers. I, I don't know why it's not happening for them. Um, and I've heard Tim hint at this at times. I, I'm not going to say every kid they've got to Brainiac, but they get a lot of smart kids. And sometimes smart kids tend to overthink things. And, and when you're thinking in sports, sometimes you're not playing. I wonder if that's an issue. I don't know. I don't have easy answers for you. Do I think this is a better team than, uh, you know, to be out of the top 25 right now? Yeah, I do. Is it beating anybody of consequence to a large degree? No, it's not. It's taken one game from Oklahoma State. Um, it, it's taken one game from Auburn. Other than that, the quality wins aren't, aren't there. No, it's, it's, again, funny stuff can happen over baseball over 30 games. Based on history, I, I, I would expect them to get it right, but there's a lot more doubt at this point of the season than you usually have, and, and certainly a lot more doubt than you had three weeks ago. Conversely, how does Alabama go in and stop Tennessee? One game. Boy, that's a good question. You know, all, all the talk about the bat, man, their arms are phenomenal. They, they got a, a potential first-round guy to school in Chase Burns. And you pitch like it, but it's not, you know, it goes further than that. A lot of first-round arms don't pitch like first-round arms off the bat. He has. Uh, Drew Beam has been the pitcher of the league in the year. It, it's crazy what he's done, the strike throwing that's been there. Um, he's kind of changed from a guy that throws a lot of fly ball outs to when I saw him two weekends ago just was getting one ground ball out after another. Uh, in the middle, you got Chase Stolander. I think um, a pitcher of the year candidate in this league, even though he had a rougher outing against Missouri. The, the rotation is one thing. I don't think anybody's got the depth of starting pitching in the league, maybe not in the country, the way they've got it. But then you look after that, man, and they've got Blade Tidwell, who was their best arm, no questions asked coming into the year. He's pitching in small spots right now. Uh, you, you talk about a heck of a, a break class in case of emergency plan. That's unbelievable. I mean, he would have been – Blake Tidwell might have been the preseason pitcher of the year in this league if he hadn't been hurt. And, and now he's – you know, he's maybe their fourth starter. They've got experience coming out the ears. They've got handedness. They've got guys who throw 104. they got guys who don't break 85 with control and good stuff. You know, I just look everywhere on their pitching staff. I see the abundance of arms. I see the, the different ways they throw it, the different angles at which they throw it. And, and, and my goodness, right now, good luck beating them. But let's not forget Alabama just went to Ole Miss and won three and is playing pretty well. Tennessee is due at some point because you just do that in baseball. But when you look at how the machine was built from the pitching end, my, my goodness, that they're – that's about as good as I've seen. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 here on Main Street Sports Day. Chris, thanks for taking some time with us. As always, it is a pleasure and great insight. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. You bet. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a oh. – You can you can find him, by the way, at Chris Lee 70 on Twitter and at 14, at 14 Southeastern. Um great stuff they're putting out including this article on the giant hole in the NCAA's bat inspection process the safety hazard it creates and the NCAA's reluctance to fix it so um 
check that out. Yes, sir. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Bruno Reagan. USFL kicks off this weekend. There's a lot of rule changes and unique stuff going on in the USFL this year. We'll talk about all of those things. And, well, what does Bruno think about it? He'll be playing in those games with the weird rules. So let's ask him. Be back after this on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in southern middle Tennessee in Columbia. Hopefully... This weather will not continue through the weekend, but it's not looking great, at least for Saturday night in Birmingham when the USFL is set to kick off when the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions play in the first game of the reignited United States Football League. They got some crazy and unique rules and technology innovations that they are planning to use this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to it. So I wanted to see if we could find somebody who might have some insight into all of the things going on in the USFL. So we reached back into the files and found a familiar name, the Tampa Bay Bandits offensive lineman and Nashville sports radio personality. The two-time verified champ, Bruno Reagan, joins us now on the show. Bruno, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Just here to have some fun. <laughs> Bruno kind of um, following in the footsteps of, of Jay Cutler, stepping out from between the headsets and back out onto the playing field here. Um, <laughs> after fashioning a, a pretty solid career in sports talk radio bruno back out on the gridiron with the um the tampa bay bandits not quite ready to let it go and who could blame him after the career that he had at vanderbilt after getting off to the start with the um st louis battlehawks of the xfl um, i'm sure that 
there was an itch that remained unscratched for Bruno. So um, great opportunity to get back at it. Um, walk us through this last, I guess, what, eight weeks or so, Bruno. Yeah. Um, when I first heard about the details of, like, the USFL, I was like, oh, no shot I'm playing. In the, no shot I'm playing football ever again. And then um, the, they were pretty uh, They were pretty forward with recruiting me into the league. I felt, you know, I felt like they wanted me pretty, pretty decently. And I was tired because whenever I went to Vanderbilt, whenever I went to the XFL, I always started bottom of the roster, worked hard, earned my way up. And I'm frankly, I was tired of having to prove yourself. Yeah, I was tired of having to prove myself when I walked in day one and like the people that were in front of me couldn't read at a remedial level. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I didn't want to have to do that. I was like, I didn't want to have to. I didn't want to have to do this again, but luckily, you know, I landed on with, I mean, an amazing staff. First of all, if I was on at least five of these other teams, I would have already drove, driven back to Nashville. It would have been over with, but I'm on an amazing staff right now. Uh, I mean, the Tampa Bay Bandits, Todd Haley, the staff he's put together has been absolutely a pleasure to work with. It's, it, you know, it feels very professional. This is a whole new thing, and I expected it going in. I mean, I'd, like you said, it's an itch. Uh, you can, I mean, I was talking to my co-host, Zach, about like three weeks before I left, before I even committed to coming to the USFL. I was just like, man, I'm just so bored with like the day-to-day, you know. So what what better can you do, can you do than just go, I guess, try and compete at a high level? And this is <laughs> the highest level that'll that'll take me so <laughs> bruno i want to know you said at least five teams you want to name names right here hey, he's like we're, no, we're gonna, we're gonna beat i mean these you, teams. if you if you pull it out of a hat you'd be it would be very i mean you probably could just 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 i'm very lucky to be on the tampa bay bandits that's all i'll say because i have buddies on the other teams and they're telling me all the stuff they're doing and it's just like listen there are teams here working, you know, I guess when you say working hard, like that's great, but they're just, I mean, they're overdoing it for like, there are teams here working harder than NFL teams, which is all great and all. But if I had to, if I had to run inside zone over 500 times in camp, I, who knows, I might jump <laughs> off the hotel. So that just, this is not for me. Um, but we've gotten a lot of, uh, we've gotten a lot of good work done here on with our Tampa squad. So I'm really excited for this weekend. And now, Bruno, that type of feedback from other teams and that kind of thing, is it easier for you guys to compare notes because you're all right there in Birmingham? Um, yeah, when it comes to like players just chopping up, it's, it's easy to like, at least for the player experience, when it comes down to actually like knowing what we're preparing to like play against, like front formation tendencies. Um, not really. Like mm-hmm. you figure like, Oh, we like, cause we don't get the practice film with it. All the only film we have of other teams right now is like the scrimmages. And I already know off the top of my head. I mean, there were, there were teams out there with dudes that weigh 380 pounds playing three technique. And I was like, okay, this team's clearly a three down team, but they've only played four down during the scrimmage. I mean, these coaches shout out to them. They're trying, you know, they're trying to get better coaching jobs. So they're like, Oh, I'm going to hide all my things for week one, but I know you're a three down team. Like, why are we playing? so there's not much good film out there right now uh having to watch 360 pound people play three technique was hilarious though so i'm glad we have film of that at least i can laugh at something uh that's about that's about where we're at right now now so i mean it's it's all secretive and we're gonna see what happens when we play this weekend it's i mean it's a big anxious mystery you can tell the angst is through the roof with league executive coaches. I mean, I first of all, I cannot relate, but everyone is on the edge of their seat just trying to get ready for this game coming up against the unknowns. You know, Bruno, I, I'm really curious because there's a lot of unknowns with, with the rules and the technology. A lot of folks are very curious about the first down technology with the chips in the ball and using the yellow line from the television and that sort of thing. But, you know, and I'm sure that you have no worry with that because, well, you're on the field. Why do you care? But, <laughs> you know, it, people are worried about it. But this is something we see a lot. Tennis uses this. I mean, tennis uses the same type of technology to find out if the ball was inside the line or outside the line. So is this going to be something that could potentially revolutionize first downs in football? I think I think people I think we as a people give ourselves too much credit. Like when it comes to listen, my yes. dad is probably the worst driver on the planet, right? So when they come out with self-driving Write cars one day, he's going to he's going to buy one. 
He, I, I will make him buy one. And it, and there's that mindset, right? Everyone's like, I would never have a car drive for me. What if it malfunctions? It's like I, I, I drive in Nashville traffic every single day for like three hours down to Murfreesboro, back to Clarksville, back to Nashville. I see how terrible human drivers are. I think people give themselves too much credit. So they're like, oh, the ball and the chip will mess up. No, it won't. And if it does, it'll be like a one-time thing and it'll be fixable. It's really not that big of a deal. I mean, when they told us, we were like, you know, cool, like less people on the sideline to cloud it. That's basically that's basically it. So That's cool. I, I think it's a great idea. I think the NFL uses chips for their stat cast. I mean – the chips work. It's, it, but nonetheless, that's not the only rule changes. H- how has the kickoff rule been uh, utilized during scrimmages? Have you guys had live kickoffs? Yeah, we did some live kickoffs. Um, it's going to be cool. I mean, seeing returns, there's nothing more bur- boring than just starting every single drive at the 25 or 30 or whatever. I mean, 25, 25, 25, just because NFL kickers can just launch that thing back to the end zone. When you move it back a little bit, there's going to be some returns. I guarantee you some teams are going to mess it up, which is the, the best part. I love nothing more than when someone messes something up, and I'm just thinking in the back of my head, like, that dude might be fired. Like, for some reason, <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. So the chance – the chance for people to just absolutely mess up these special teams because it's hard. Special teams is the hardest thing to learn in the shortest amount of time. Because, you know, everyone thinks you get in and you're like, oh, I'm playing receiver, I'm catching. Well, there's a million. You got to learn how to punt. You got to learn how to kick block. You got to learn how to cover. You got to learn how to do all these things. And we had like a two and a half week camp. So I'm really excited <laughs> to see how these teams react to, you know, the pressure. I thought you were Captain Chaos. Uh, Bruno if is you're all Captain about it. Chaos, then I don't know what's what's the next rank up. I have no idea. That's Sergeant this Guy. Bruno Reagan, Clarksville High School graduate. Colonel. Colonel Chaos. Colonel Chaos. I, I like it. it. Clarksville High graduate, Vanderbilt University graduate, um, former state wrestling champion. Bruno Reagan with us here on Main Street Sports Today. Actually, sorry to interrupt you, but this is worth it. Commodore Chaos. Oh. Well done. Given, given, yeah, it's it. That was worth it. Okay. Once you're a wrestling champion, Mo, are you a former? Are you ever a former wrestling champion? You're just a champ, aren't you, Bruno? At all, tell you, you will forever be a champion. Yeah, because no way in heck I'm ever gonna wrestle again. That stuff is way too hard. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man, that's so good, Bruno. I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. I'm going to be down there Saturday night for the the first game. I, I, I'm excited. I'm taking my dad as long as it doesn't thunderstorm, and uh, yeah, I think we're all going to have a good time. So tell us about Birmingham. Are you are you staying out of trouble? Because I know there's so many things to get in trouble in Birmingham. Do oh yeah, I'm staying out of trouble mainly because I'm not a fan of this city at all. So I just stay out of trouble all day. Uh, if there's something about Birmingham, listen, there's like massive construction going on everywhere. And somehow it, I feel like it's making it look worse, like when they're going to be done. So it's terrible to drive around. I'm just like, this is crazy. I've eaten at the same four restaurants that are outside my hotel just because I don't want to drive anywhere because half the roads are one ways are broken. So I'm like, I went out one time to Chipotle. I tried to find Chipotle. I had to get on the highway for it. And I was well, like, that was your first mistake. Mm. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm just I've been in the hotel just big chilling. Uh, well, this is like my first day off in a in a little bit. So I'm listen, glad man, I, seven. Uh, I'm glad I'm just <laughs> just 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 go to Al's Mediterranean. Just trust me. Put in the GPS. However, you got to get there. Just go. Just trust me. Tell yep. him again. Al's Mediterranean. Al's Mediterranean. Mediterranean. I got yeah, it's, you. it's where it, it's over. It's it's by UAB. It's where all the UAB. I will folks say I do. I do like like I would rather be in the city even though i don't like it that much than be in t- and then all this like i like the bubble i hate traveling i cannot stand getting out you know just the yeah being hurdled around like a like a cow i i hate it i wish i could just buy my own plane tickets to games but you would obviously like 20 dudes on the team would miss the flight so that would, that would never happen <laughs> oh, there's no question um, there so th- thankfully we're in a bubble and i'm just going to be able to i hope drive to the game like an hour before play and then come right back that i love that so well, the Tampa Bay will will finish out the first weekend. They will play at Pittsburgh. So you guys will be wearing your – you guys have road uniforms, right? You have white uniforms, so you'll be wearing the road, I think so. road whites against the Maulers of Pittsburgh, which have the worst uniforms in the team oh, without in, in the league, without question. Uh, that will be at 7 o'clock Central, televised on FS1, or you can buy a ticket for $10.00. General admission is available to you, and it will be at – you guys are playing at Protective, right? 
Uh, that's a good question. I, I have think no it idea. Is. What, I have no he's, idea what we're He's like, I don't know. I, I hope it's protective because then I don't have to drive to Legion Field. <laughs> Bruno, is is your dad driving down for the game this weekend, or is your dad being driven down? Given your <laughs> earlier, let's hope it's comments. the let's hope it's the latter. Actually, I told I told my old man like, just stay for the first week until you know once i start getting into the groove because we're going to be playing on sunday i have no idea what the monday is going to look like after i was like just stay watch watch because he, he doesn't care about the game or the team or anything he just wants to watch me so i'm like stay at home watch it on tv for the first you know just just so you can watch because it's better it's better to if you just want to watch me it's better to just watch on tv <laughs> and then come down uh the next week or whenever i think we play on a saturday within you play the first su- three weeks like yeah you'll play sunday next week and then uh you get the 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 Saturday, April thirtieth at four. Yeah, I'd rather game. him down for a Saturday game. So sure. So if if there's any time he needs to carve out, come down for the Saturday game because I'd want to hang out with him. Those Sunday games, you know, they're they're different. Uh, no doubt. So Saturday again, the USFL kicks off six thirty on NBC, Fox, and Peacock. If you if you're looking for it and you can't find it, then look differently because you're screwing up something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that'll be the New Jersey Generals and Birmingham Stallions again. The Tampa Bay Bandits and Pittsburgh Maulers will kick off at 7 o'clock on FS1 Sunday. So triple header on Sunday should be a lot of fun if you're looking for spring football or any if you're just trying to scratch that football itch like Bruno, uh, just turn on your television this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Bruno, thanks for taking some time with us, man. As always, it's a pleasure, and you uh, you're killing it, man. I appreciate it. I sure hope so, because I'm tired. Uh, I'm glad at least it looks like something's happening. So, <laughs> Hang with him, big guy. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Again, the USFL is trying some new things. The, the, there, there is a glowing football on goal line situations, because apparently you're not able to see the football in the pile, right, on television. So Fox said, we'll, we'll fix just, that. We'll fix it. <laughs> and I think it's a great idea. I mean, you want to. I mean, the the cool thing is, I hope these chips also are involved in the goal line, so that we know when a ball crosses the plane or not. I mean, I think I think that I think the first down technology is the best thing that's going to come out of this. Yeah, should be interesting. It will. There's be. a lot of a lot of good stuff that hopefully someone will be paying attention to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being there for that first game, but I'm also looking forward to watching the next the Sunday games on Easter Sunday on television because I think that, that I want to see what this broadcast really looks like. So should be interesting, should be fun. Again, USFL kicking off. When we come back, let's talk about the Atlanta Braves because we have to. So stick around on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint back after this.